Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Lighting the Pipes, Season 2. It has been quite a while since we've had an episode recorded of Lighting the Pipes, and this is not a full episode of Season 2, but it is instead just a little preview of of what we've got in the works. Uh, BFG, Josh, is here with me, of course. This is... uh, Hello. Nice to hear you, buddy, back in this forum, back in this particular arena. Yes, we offer our... uh evening tuxedos and our gadgets uh, for the pipe and the deer stalker. Mm-hmm. The pipe and the deer stalker are taking center stage now for a little while. Although yeah, we're actually, we're more like going to like the fedora and the 45 in, in this case. Yeah, we are. We're kind of moving into the fedora territory of things, aren't we? Lighting the pipes, of course, guys. Thank you very much for uh, for coming back and sticking with us over this hiatus. And I should say, yes, thank should, you for all the downloads. We hope you in, you enjoyed it. Yeah, we should say though we didn't know it was going to be a hiatus. We weren't really sure when we finished our Sherlock Holmes uh, canonical adventure. We, we kind of thought it was an end, almost. Yeah, we kind of did think it was an end, but we decided to keep the show going in a in a different way and uh, broadening out into the world of crime fiction more generally. We're go- we're going to have season two dedicated to the works of Raymond Chandler particularly the Philip Marlowe detective. That's right. We're moving from London, so to speak, I guess, and its environs, to Los Angeles. Mm -hmm. The Raymond Chandler character, Philip Marlowe, is going to be the focus of our adventures here. Josh, how many stories are there that we're going to be exploring? So we have six publications. We have The Big Sleep, his first novel published in 1939, but not his first publication, I will say. Mm -hmm. Uh, Farewell, My Lovely, The High Window... The Lady in the Lake, The Long Goodbye, and Trouble is My Business, which is a collection of short stories. It'll be really exciting to go through those with you and uh, talk about the Marlowe character. Now, one of the things we decided we were going to do, didn't we, Josh? We're going to keep our PIPES acronym smoking away anyway. We will keep our PIPES acronym smoking away for sure. But I think this time around, uh, because these books have a lot of characters and, and a lot of motivations going forward, more so than the Bond novels did, mm-hmm. I think we'll be doing like our summary kind of chapter by chapter through like, you know, through the whole story uh, together. But we'll still, I think what we, we will do is the pipes marking at the uh, at the end of each episode. Yeah, we will still do the rank, uh, the, the pipes episode marking or the pipe marking for each each of the texts and that'll give us an idea of rating them and ranking them and that'll be the that'll be fun of course. But yeah, this this is going to be a deep dive into the world of Philip Marlowe. And so if you like your Raymond Chandler, then hey, join us along the way. And after this year, after this season, who knows who our next focus will be upon. We we were talking about maybe digging into uh, Poe, but maybe a smaller episode or a smaller series short format for that because let's face it there's only a few stories that Dupin is in yeah I was reading about another uh, another um, uh, detective of the of like Victorian Georgian time period was um, Philo Vance Mm, Philo Vance apparently he was a dandy uh, like a dandy kind of type uh, but he also but he solved mysteries and his best friend who he worked with was the one that wrote that that wrote the novels about him so it's kind of like a watson sherlock kind of dynamic there but philo vance yeah it'd be interesting to check out him as well okay cool cool not not to mention okile poyo of course uh, agatha christie and Mm -hmm. miss mar you know we got miss marple in there as well so we should definitely dig into Agatha Christie as well. You know, we'll do that po- Poirot for sure. Yeah, we entertained the idea of maybe making our second series about Poirot, but in the end decided to go for something something across the pond, something American, and, and something very different too, because it's nice for us as readers uh, and I guess as students of crime genre to 
to kind of delve into a different context. And this is definitely a different context. Although one of the interesting things that our first episode is going to go through is the, the transition between the Sherlock Holmes stories and this and sort of how both nations saw similar things in crime, yet crime in America and in California particularly was taking on very different shape and character. So it'll be neat to see because, you know, the last home story was published in 1929, I want to say, or 27. Right. Uh, the Colorman, I... retired Colorman. Which year was that, Josh? Do you remember? Well, Doyle died in 29, uh, if I'm not mistaken. Do- yeah, Doyle died in 1930, but the 30. retired Colorman was published in 1926. Okay, 26. All right. Yeah. So, and, and of course, The Big Sleep was published in 37, 39. 39. It was published in 39. Uh, but Chandler started uh, his first big, a lot of these stories that he wrote, like The Big Sleep and whatnot, were amalgamations of other short stories that he wrote in the past for a very well known at the time uh, pulp mystery magazine called Black Mask. Mm-hmm. And uh, what he did was, uh, even he even admits it, he took stories. Uh, some of these short stories that he wrote for this magazine and he kind of uh, compiled them together into a full storyline. So you'll see in some of his earlier short stories that he wrote prior to his first novel, The Big Sleep, you'll see a lot of uh, echoes of those stories in The Big Sleep and his novels going forward. Uh, That'll be cool. That'll be cool. And I mean, what do you think, Josh? Do you think that Chandler's work, it it was inevitable that we would get here? Do you think that we were always going to go here? I mean, first, we started off years ago with a few years ago with our Ian Fleming retrospective back in 2016. Uh, Oh, absolutely. Do you think that we were just going to end up here after Holmes anyway? I think we were. I think we were. I was hoping that we would go in this direction, to be honest. I thought we would definitely go into, if not uh, Marlowe, if not, into, you know, into Marlowe, uh, particularly Chandler's Marlowe, but maybe even to like Hammett's uh, Sam Spade as well. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, so I, I thought that would be definitely be looked at. I even thought maybe even, uh, well, Lupin the Third. I mean, he's a famous French detective, if I'm not mistaken. That's right. Uh, yeah. yeah. Oh, sorry. Something Lupin. I forget his name now. Because Lupin the Third was. August it was Lupin. Yeah, Lupin the Third was the name of a Miyazaki or early Miyazaki uh, or Miyazaki story uh, animated film from '68 called <laughs> the, the, the Castle of Cagliostro, mm-hmm. and that and that featured Lupin the Third, who was kind of like a descendant, I believe, of the original Lupin, and he was like a detective that was in in a, in a Japanese anime, basically. Um, yeah. Well, Philip Marlowe uh, would not be without influence. Sorry, what was I trying to say here? Um, Chandler will not have been ignorant to or, i mean who was ignorant of holmes but he wouldn't have been uh, out outside of that sort of um london circle would he no he definitely would not when he was growing up as a boy originally he was born in america uh Raymond chandler so you would consider him an american author for mm-hmm. in, in that certainty uh however he lived in laramie where he was born for a little bit and then his parents moved to chicago and then his parents separated and we'll get into the reason why that happened and then he moved back to and then he moved to Ireland to Waterford Ireland to live with uh, his mother's family because uh, because she was Irish and then afterwards for reasons uh, her uncle and sent her and young Ray to London to grow up to 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 live and that's where he grew up uh, that's where he went to boarding school and everything along along those lines um, and while he was there he lived in an area of London. Uh, 
north uh, I'm trying to get the name of something nor, nor, upper Norwood I believe is where he lived mm-hmm. and this was a very Victorian suburban community so he would have been you know it, it was in a well-to-do area but he was also exposed to like other parts of London he was exposed to the newsstands that would sell the pulp novels the penny dreadfuls and he would be exposed I definitely to uh, Arthur Conan Doyle stories for sure and other types of fiction like that the young boys would read mm-hmm. um, and when we get into kind of a, a short biography on Chandler Yes. Um, we're, we'll talk about that. But interestingly here for our series, what we've decided to do is not give like we did with uh, our Conan Doyle series and like we've done in the past with Ian Fleming. We're not going to give a big episode drop on the history of and biography of the, the writer. We're going to go at it, aren't we, as the publications of the stories go. So kind of like That's right. parallel with life events, what's going on in his publication world. Y- yes, exactly. So our first episode, The Big Sleep, uh, we'll focus upon uh, we'll, we'll, you'll get a lot of bio in that episode just on the basis because we're going to be doing his life up until he gets yeah, he publishes the big sleep and then following that we'll just kind of do pieces of his bio each episode mm-hmm. as fun. we go as we go along with the uh, the books absolutely mm-hmm. yeah and that's something that's come out of our work on the home series too you know on reflecting the the canonical dive we we, we see ways of improving the content of the programming for you guys to listen to you know you get a bit of the author what's going on in his life as he's writing as he's producing the book and and uh, that that that'll hopefully add some nice context to the stories themselves. Yeah, it'll make things nice and con- you know nice, tight and concise and everything like that. So I definitely appreciate that. I think our viewers, our really our listeners will as well. Yeah. Um. I mean, even though you probably you know our Sherlock, our James Bond and Sherlock podcasts are really long, and this has because of all the content that we're going through. But it's also a lot of us kind of just like not rambling, but we're discussing, we're bantering, everything like that. And you know what? Maybe the the gentle cadence of our voices puts you to sleep. You know. <laughs> yeah, we'll take we'll take whatever kind of listeners we can get, won't we? Uh, exactly. Joke, jokes aside, though, the, the James Bond project that we just came out of, which we went into when we that stopped when we stopped the first season of Lighting the Pipes. Yeah, it was great fun. That's uh, Bond by Numbers, which is a show that we're doing alongside Lighting the Pipes. Uh, Shameless just, plug. Shameless. Well, it's not a shameless plug. It's no. uh, I, it's, a I think, sh- it's a shameful plug. <laughs> it's a sh- it's a shameful plug. Yeah, but I do think that there are some nice connections here between Chandler's character and Bond, and we'll oh, yes. definitely be talking about those. I think both Holmes and uh, Philip Marlowe are literary antecedents. You know, I believe I have some letters, possibly of Fleming in communication with Raymond Chandler, because they were kind of like some like friends later in not friends, but at least acquaintances in in in, in later in life, and yeah. uh, I I think. Uh, Ben Fleming was probably inspired a lot by uh, Chandler as well mm-hmm. in his in his own writings. Yeah, I, I don't, I'd, I'd say so. And Sherlock yeah. Holmes, Sherlock Holmes is an ancestor of James Bond, right? I think that we he's different, but he is. He's a literary ancestor of Bond. And you can find, by the way, if you're interested in listening to a review of the Bond books, you get over to bondbynumbers.com and you can download them there. You can check us out, download us on iTunes, whatever. Our James Bond show has got... Uh, a lot of that literary stuff there for you in, in different episodes. But we have just taken a little break because, as Josh said, we did a big um, Eon production slide through that. And it was yes. it was awesome fun. But uh, we'll be back in May, hopefully May, with some, some episodes that uh, will connect to the world of James Bond. But uh, for the next little while, it'll be uh, all hands on deck for Lighting the Pipe Series 2. Yeah, so while everyone's on DEF CON... Three or four or five or whatever the heck each different nation is calling it right now, uh, we'll have something at least for you guys to listen to at home. So yeah, it's important that we find things like this to do right now when uh, there's so much 
so much anxiety, so much uncertainty, so much fear going on with the, the COVID-19 um, pandemic. And look, we know there's all sorts of reasons to stick in front of your TV and, um, you know, make sure everybody's safe within yeah. and without your families and friends and whatnot. But uh, there's also real good reason for sitting down with a, a good book and a cup of tea, particularly if you find yourself isolated from um, your pals and your family and your loved ones for any length of time. Escape into another world and uh-huh. another time. Exactly. Yeah. It's good for us. It's good for you. It's good for everybody. And if, uh, if hey, if, if this isn't your, your cup of tea, then go find something that is. Maybe you'd like to stick on a movie and take that James Bond adventure with us or turn back the pages to Sherlock Holmes if you're just visiting us for the first yeah. time and uh, go through a season one with us. Just, you know, I, I feel as though as producers of content, we've done a good job as working men and daily yes. daily lives and jobs and family <laughs> and everything. We've done a good job of putting stuff out there that hopefully you'll enjoy. So I think yeah, we have. I think so too. So thank you very much for coming along the journey with us and for getting excited about our Raymond Chandler series. It's going to be fun. Yeah, we're going to Los Angeles. We're going to the City of Angels, as it's called. We're dealing with dames and Tommy guns and malls and and <laughs> sweethearts and old Hollywood. All of those things, all the corruption, all uh, combined. It should, it should be quite a blast. Yeah, very cool indeed. So yeah, that's it. That's it for now. This was just a little preview to let you know that we're uh, we're planning, we're getting ready, and despite everything else, it's tumultuous about our world right now. Uh, We're committed to bringing you some good content on the works of Raymond Chandler. So lighten the pipe, series two. It will strike a match very soon. Hasta la vista. See you soon. Thank you.